You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I'm here with Rabbi Yisif Gavriel Bechofer, returned just a number of hours ago. Actually, I would say, although like Dovid HaMelech, I've had a little bit of sleep kishenas asus, and don't say that I'm a fared Rabbi Yisif Gavriel. I really have slept for 48 hours, so I want to say right now that I basically am not taking complete achrayas about what I might say, because you never know what's going to happen here today. But I'm back from Eretz Yisrael, and I'm here with Rabbi Yisrael Bechalfer. And we, I guess we first, let's start, before we get to my things, let's start with uh, the uvda that Bibi is back, but different. He's back in the strength, this, maybe even the backbone of this coalition is the parties that are from Shemre Mitzvah. The religious Zionists, uh, Shas, United Torah Judaism, that represents, in a way, right, the largest block that, that they've ever had, I think, in, 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 in Eretz Yisrael's history, in Medina Yisrael's history. I so what so. do you make of it? What do you make of it? Uh, I don't know that we can know until the coalition agreements are signed and until they've been in government for for a while. But um, you know, certainly as a great 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 possibility of Chil Hashem is involved here. We don't know how they're going to come across and be perceived as uh, in the um, eyes of the Chiloni public in the eyes of uh, the more left wing public. Um, they. Um, well, certainly is a danger that they have they'll succumb to the yater of its natskus of being uh, victorious. And, and they're, already, they're, already, they're already talking about pushing back things that the Lapid Bennett government had done, right? Right. And they're also talking about giving the Knesset the power to override the Supreme Court. Um, lots of things that they're talking about. And uh, uh, Smotrich and Ben talks about uh, part again to laying the entire off the hook for his trials for corruption. Um, so, so in other, so in other words, although they might, in the short term, be able uh, to achieve what might be considered a strengthening of the religious outlook and the Torah values, but considering the fact that every government is so temporary there that within a year or two, people will remember that when when the was was parceled out to the firm parties, they ended up basically um, operating just for their own self-interest. Correct? Look, we've talked on this program about how it was a dover toive, many of the, because uh, the, the changes in terms of how hashkochas work, that there was a lot of back room dealings, a lot of uh, overpaying and, and other things, I want to tell you, after coming back from Eretz Yisrael, and I've mentioned this to a number of people, and they all agree, the prices for products there are 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 forty percent are basically forty percent higher than all the staples here in in the United States. And you have a country of of Urmalite. I don't, I'm Amish, don't understand how they're able to afford putting food on their table because you know loosening the hashkocha stranglehold will affect lower prices 
then it's really a hot solo to be able to do it, especially since al it makes sense using the closed circuit TV cameras and all those other things. We know we farlosach, I who work for the OU and other places, we farlosach on this all the time. So it, it does seem like this was not a, an example, oh, they were trying to destroy kashras, etc. They're actually benefiting the kosher consumer in so many ways in a totally acceptable halachic manner. So the idea that now they're going to come in and, and reverse that, I think it's, <laughs> it's going to keep the prices high and, it's, and for no good reason. Dagal Aguda party uh, uh, campaign was taking off the tax on paper goods, disposable goods, and on yes. sugary drinks. Right. Now, that's not going to, that, that, that's very, perhaps that's very nice, but that's not going to make a person who's on the brink be able to all of a sudden, uh, you know, afford everything. I think that sounds like a, a Band-Aid on a, a Band-Aid on a tumor. That's ridiculous. There's no, if there's no systemic shift of some sort, I don't understand what this small thing will do, uh, unless it's just to placate the masses. You know, tell you know, tell them, oh, look, we did something really important. I don't know. I don't understand it. Okay, I, I think I understand it, and it's only because of my uh, intimate involvement with people uh, of uh, of the Haredi Shachever. And I'll tell you what it is that, we, and we've seen it here in America as well. It's happened is that Chad Pami has basically become standard, even on Shabbosos, right? Um, you know, and, and, and I think the the idea of taxing all the Chad Pami products uh, so strongly and so heavily was seen as sort of like zeroing in on what the Haredim are purchasing so much. And it was almost like we're going to get money on your back. Um, you know, uh, the more the w- more wealthy, established, you know, non-frum element, they don't have a problem using a dishwasher. They have dishwashers in their houses. Uh, they have, and they bring out the nice, like, which, which, the nice plates, which is very interesting, Rabbi said, because normally you would have thought forget that COVID shoppers and COVID yontif demands bringing out the, the the best. But what has happened is that even in the most in, in the frumest uh, places, is that they've all basically gone to Chad Pami. And part of it is because of the difficulty of keeping the home clean, the difficulty of, of, of storing the dishes and everything else. So it's become like a Dover Makubal. I mean, we know the famous Machlekes Chocham in whether you can make a Kiddush on a, on a Chad Pami Kois. And Chocham says that the no, it's that, that this, is, this is now the Derech. This is normal. This is a normal Kois. And that really reflects, I think, what, what's happening in Eretz Yisrael. Um, you, you, you have that here in America as well, uh, where even families that 44 years ago or 50 years ago, no, I said 44, but 40, 50 years ago, they, they wouldn't bring out paper dishes. They wouldn't be paper stuff, right? So that's really become, I, I think, I understand where they're coming from. Vusepis, you're, you're, you're picking plastic goods, right? Because plastic yeah. goods... But that's it's, it wasn't. I don't. I don't believe it was an attack on on the Haredim. It was like this is something which in in all over the world is doing nowadays because of the climate. Uh, 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 you know the climate crisis. It's not something which Haredim saw was unique. True, but yeah, the sugary drinks. We they want to do that in New York. I mean, again for health. So I. So I'm. Uh, so Are we again, still paranoid so would... that everything is, is seen as attack on the Haredim? Yes, that's the answer. But again, if it's clear that they are the major consumers of this item, so whether it's consciously or not, I can see that. I do think the 
terms of the sugary drinks, um, I think both of us are, are in agreement. It might not be so bad to tax them because maybe it will wean people off of them because they clearly, it's like this taxes on cigarettes, right? It's right. the type of thing that basically ruins your teeth. It brings right. obesity, it brings all these other things, right? So uh, this is a way for them to go out of business. Um, right. In terms of the paper goods though, that genie's out of the bottle. And I, I, I don't, because yeah, it, it, it's just with the size of the families and with the inability to, like I said, to be able to find the time to, to what we would call to be the, like the real balabosta. It's not shy. Besides your worry, your trepidation, um, you've got to be happier in terms of security, right? In terms of no. The security. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think the security will change. I think it's all bluff. I don't think that they're going to be able to do anything more, but they're going to try. I saw an interview with one of these guys. I forgot. I think that's Rabbi Leo's son. He said that, you know, we have to shoot the Arabs who, sh- who throw rocks. That, you know, shoot, shoot, kill. So they asked him, so what about the Israeli boys who throw rocks? You know, at, uh, on the, you know in the Hudav Shamron, right? And he said, no, it's different. Because the Arab boys who throw the rocks, they're doing it because they are rebelling against the state. They don't want us here. And the, the Jewish boys... Are, are, are want to change this thing, whatever they want to want to say. You can't you can't have such a double standard in a in a modern country and not be seen as discriminatory. I think it's also but it's discriminatory because perhaps, perhaps uh, you know if they're right of protest for some, there should be a right of protest with rocks. Should write a protest for everybody with rocks. And in other words, at least the right not to be killed. So okay, things like that where they're going to make differentiation between the Arabs and the Jews are going to cause a tremendous amount of Chil Hashem in the world and it's going to cause a tremendous amount of Ultimately, it's not, it's not, it's going to be bad publicity. I don't know if it's really going to happen. It's going to cause friction. And again, Chil Hashem. The solution, what's the massive solution that they have? So my Kachnik friend says, you know, again, you know, this is what they think. This is the mentality. He says that Gantz said, took pride in us not killing civilians, killing civilians from the other side. So, uh, so my Kachnik friend said, why? We should kill as many civilians as necessary in order to safeguard our soldiers. They're our boys. Why should we care about the civilians on the other side? That way, it's not going to work. Uh, agreed, especially as we all know that uh, Everything is under the microscope of right. the international media, and these type of moves are going to be seen as, you know, the uh, xenophobic. This is a, a Trumpism and everything like that. That's going to be sort of like the, the spiel over here. Um, I, I I should tell you, you know, and again, I, maybe this is a little bit of a segue for us. Um, I did spend um, um, Wednesday a good part of Wednesday at a place that I've never been. And that it's in the Hebron and Kiryat Arba and in the Mars HaMachpelah. And I, and I should tell you that, and I'm going to get to the personal aspect in a minute, but one of the things that I tried to do there, every single soldier that I met, I spoke to, and I told them um, how much we love them. I told them that, 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 that don't listen to the to the Meshugoyim. don't listen to the strident voices who seem to dismiss what you're doing. I said the real Haredim, the real people of Klal Yisrael, love you, 
and we, we, we care so much for what you're doing, of, of how you're uh, committing yourself, how you're being Moser Nefesh. And I made sure to talk not only to the men, I went over to speak, and many of the women that are there that are guarding are Ethiopian women from Ethiopian families. And I made sure to talk to them and tell them, as, a, as somebody from Chutzlars, but also someone who, in their mind, represents you know, a Haredi mentality, uh, what it means. Now, after I gave my spiel, you know, and I and I told them, you know, why I was in Eretz Yisrael, etc. And our our listeners know why, of course, because I was there for the birth of of my grandson. Um, they said, "No, aren't you happy about uh, about Netanyahu?" And and they were very very happy. Uh, so I mentioned to them, as I've said on this program, that I didn't vote. I said I'm not able to vote, and I said I don't even vote when I'm in America. I've never voted. I'm not a voter, you know. But I said, I, but. but but I saw from them that the collection of, of soldiers there who are on the front line in Hebron were very much happy that Netanyahu had come back to power. So you say that the security issues are not tied to this? I don't know, at least the, the, the sense of the, 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 the foot soldiers that were there, uh, uh, whatever Pluga, the ones that are guarding, they seem to think that with Netanyahu, that their job is going to become easier and safer. I don't know how. I think they're all taken in by the propaganda. Yeah, you're right. Again, these are children. These are young, young, wonderful children. But I, but I can tell you that I think the soldiers themselves, the, the most of the rank and file soldiers, feel that there was too much concessions going on. A number of wonderful friends, people that are could could, could really be seen as poiskim and gedolei deya. And many of them told me I should not go to Hebron by myself in a car singly. I should go to the Tachamir Kazit or try to find a special tour and go on a bulletproof bus. And I should not go by myself. I have been to Hebron since, 19, since uh, I don't remember, maybe 1969. But are, haven't they built uh, roads which are safe to all these places? Okay, so, so let me explain. They are expanding Route 60, which is the main route to get to Efrat and the Gush. Uh, It's still, in most places, a two-lane. Once you leave the Tzomet of of the Gush, you are, it's like Dorothy (laughs) opposite. You know what I'm saying? It's not Dorothy in Oz. It's Dorothy back in the worst type of Kansas slum that you could think of. Because you go past that Tzomet, you are you you are driving through Arab towns, um, and the road the, the road is 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 not it's it, it's a curving road, and the Palestinian drivers are passing you at, 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 at in a dangerous way. Yeah, now, they drive even crazier gonna, than Israelis. Yeah, yes, they are worse worse drivers, much worse. Now, what was the reason that I did this? I did it because. First of all, I, I was I didn't know where I was going to park if I go to the Tachlan Merkazid. Now I could take a bus to Tachlan Merkazid. My time was limited. Yeah. Also, also, because of my age and other reasons, I sometimes have to make stops that aren't so easy to make when uh, you're traveling on a bus or you have to be slow on others. And I knew that the Bahola would be difficult, and I also knew that. In terms of what I wanted to go for, there was a number of people who called me up, uh, not necessarily from my family, who told me 
that they are suffering from very strong shalom bias issues. Um, and they wanted me to daven for them. And I, and I said, okay, the place to go for shalom bias is Moris Mar- HaMachbele. And not because it was like a Shalom Zalman and his wife that we hurt, you know, that it was the beautiful Chaim Kanyevsky, of course, and, and Rebetzin Batsheva. I'm talking about from the Pshutim, Pshute of the Psukim and the Midrash Chazal, the Avaseinu HaKadoshim lived in the Sionis of Shalom Bayes and were Mizgaber, and were able to find the ultimate type of Chibor, that's the Chibor Niflon. So I felt that if I could go there and go to the Tziyunim and, 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 and ask that, the, that Yankiv and Leah, especially Leah, I spent a long time by her. I spent a long time by, by Yankiv. I spent a long time by Sora. And I was, t- and, and I was talking to her in Yiddish because I'm sure she understands Yiddish. And I was t- asking her if, 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 she, if she will allow the tefillahs of the people that Represented to be the miskabel of Nedeshchina because she knows what it is. She knows what it was. Chamsi Alayach. She understands that. She understood what the real chibur and the farshas are. The, the difficulty of of and all of them about the pain of of of, of infertility and the issues. Um, uh, of, and there was other people who who we were. I was davening for because of children that are off the derech. When I came to Yankiv, about I was asking him about. Mitosei um, Shleima that he uh, Vada understands, and it, it was it was an incredibly moving. Experience. I, I, this much I'll be Megalosei. I, I, I said to Yankiv, I said that you were Zeicher to be the Semel of Hasmoda for Kali. So you're Midas Teferes, you're Midas Taira, and that he should allow myself to be able to be Chayzer Leitoni of Hasmoda, that I should be able to be Mamshach Hasmoda Besayif. That I should be able to tap in, and that my tefill is for 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 being able to to learn with Yishev Adas and Kavon Shlema that that he should be machnas my tefillas lufnei the kisei akovid. I also asked him that the same way he was to learn with his with his grandchildren, especially with Ephraim, and he was able to to be to to have that hano, and he should and have kur baritz, and he should he should. He should be sensitive, but not sensitive, of course. And I'm, I'm, I'm that I'm being mispalul and that as a, and I, and as, 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 as a ben of Yankif, as an enikel of Yankif, that he should allow my tefillas to be niskabel and to be niskayim. So these were things that I was doing. Um, meanwhile, I see, and, I, and again, I'm noticing that there are these American kids that are over there. American first year guys, you know, and, and they're sort of like watching me uh, again, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I specifically did not go with my jacket. And I specific, I had, I went with a straw hat because I was afraid that if I looked like your typical Haredi or Bentoyer or whatever it was, that I would be loyal. So I thought if I, if I looked like, you know, maybe a, who knows, some sort of German guy that was, you want to look what? like a mishugana? Is that the idea? Not a mishugana. I just didn't want to look like I was a typical Israeli guy because I didn't want to be a target. So I figured, because I, I want to tell you, as I as I, I figured, I have to go for shalom bias. I'm a to go for shalom bias. Shalom bias is such an important thing. There's many people who who, who are never suffering from shalom bias. This is the place to go. So I so as I crossed over that summit, 
I said tefillas haderach like I've never said it before. Did you feel I unsafe? Said, Mom, I, I'm, what? You feel unsafe? I, I everybody told me that that. But that, I'm saying, did you feel unsafe? I'm asking. I I I, I had the pacharatzuma. I had tears down my eyes. I was holding on to the wheel with both hands, and I was saying, Rabbi Nishom, again, you know, I'm going with Shem Shamayim, and, and please, and, and, and as, as the, the land changed, you know, you drive past the Frat, you see the beautiful homes that are on the mountainside, as I said, it's squalor, it's ugly, it's, it, you, 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 and, and you hear enough that the, that the fear was totally surrounding me, you know, and, 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 and as I was watching with one eye, um, the phone, the GPS, every single uh, mile that I became closer, there was a little more relief. When I made the right turn into Kiryat Arba, I, I was sweat. It was that sweat and tears were on my face. The guy who opened up you know, the, the, the shomer there, I said, Pati I was, I, he says, yeah, it's for you. Come, come, you know, I, 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 I wanted to jump out of my car and dance with this guy because I had made it. I had made it through. And I'll tell you that my feeling was returned by everybody I saw in Kiryat Arba and everybody at the Mara Samach Now there was, when I got there, and then I parked and I spoke to the, uh, you know, to the people on guard, um, the love that they exhibited that towards people that were coming. Um, and when I went up, of course, there was American tourists, uh, you know, walking around with cameras around their neck and other things. But as I entered into the Marasa Machpela area, uh, an old Yid who I, I was, I was sharing the bathroom at this, you know, the, the Shiratim. I asked him, please tell me where to go. The man was 90 years old. He comes to learn every day. He drives in from um, Beersheva. He's out to Yid and he's telling me and he's taking me by the hand and he's showing me where, where the Tziunim are. And he actually goes for a shear. There's like a koilil for the Moris HaMachbewa. Now, it's not a bunch of uh, Israelis from Hebron or, or Sephardish of Hebron. These are mamish balabatim that sit there and learn all day in a special room that's called the Koilu Moris HaMachbewa. First time. What Birchas Ovis was. That, that, these, that these are Unzer Elterin. That we can talk to them. I mamish felt exactly the same way when I go to my parents. Mamish, even more. I mamish felt like I was talking to to to, to my parents, and uh, and and it was all you know drenched with the chazalin that we all know that was coming up in these weeks' parshios. So anyway, here here's the incredible thing. So afterwards, there's a big ulam, a very it's like a shul. It's a beautiful place. the The kever or the tzion of Odomarishon is right outside there. The air, they don't there's no sign for it. You know, there's no big sign that said here's a it's like a green door that I think the Arabs are very um, uh, territorial about. However, I sat and called up my friend, the Makubal in Ashkelon, and I said, Nelson, I said, let's learn. I said, I, I, I've, uh, let's do the piece in the Makutim Aran where he is Masber the Safra that's Nusa about Goli Vesosim and Av and Ben. So I felt that was very Tsugapast. So I, with my I, with my 
the iPhone, we were learning and we're learning together and we're learning. And then I realized that the reason why those American Bachram were there is because a bris is about to take place. A bris. A bris about to take place. Their Rebbe, who comes to Hebron a lot, Dafka wants to have the bris there. And it turns out that it isn't just a small bris. It's, 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 it's has, you know, many, many people are showing up and they're coming there. And I'm standing there right in the middle. And, and, on, and it's not like, what are you doing here? Uh, you know, I was mamish in the middle of the action. Now, of course, I had just been at a bris the day before from my son. And my son, of course, um, you know, is part of a very modern uh, uh, community, uh, the Anglo community. And the bris was done by a, a fellow in, 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 you know, with surgical gloves um, and, you know, very much, uh, you know, like I, he wasn't a doctor. But you know, etc. You know, there was no mitzitzah bepeh. There was no, um, you know, and 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 the bris was, you know, there was it was it was it was a beautiful bris, and I was very zayichet to be part of it. Um, what was interesting though was, you know, it, it was very different than my tzura of what I had done for my own children. You remember that you were at that son's bris, by the way. You were there at Nachemi Leib's bris. And you remember the regish that I had. You remember I wanted it, but I was zeichet to make it to the bris and to be in some way a part of it and to see my son have a child. There was something still missing in, 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 in my kishkas. And that was the bris, like the one that I had in my mind. And here in the place of Avram, Yitzchok, and Yankif, and Sora, Rivka, and Leah, a bris was in the sky. An incredible, again, the, the, the son, I love my son dearly. This person who was having the bris was, uh, told us, he was in the total, told us Aaron Begodim with Trelis, with a Spodik. The fake the, 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 so the, the, the Trelis. It's fake Trelis. It's the cuttlefish that they have, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the Redziner Trelis. I'll call upon him the cuttlefish. Um, and, you know, there there was no sense what is this guy doing here it's like you know i didn't have a jacket you know the straw hat was on the thing and like i'm sitting there like you know holding I, I got closer to this baby than i did to my own grandson because 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 again my my my, my son and daughter well they're worried about uh, infection the only people that should get close are people that are bombish here everybody was like tapping eyed you know so nunt. um it was the grandfather's first um the, the first time um, but I also was able, you know, to 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 to, to speak to the kvater. Uh, the kvater was a choshva elter Talmud chacham. I don't know if he has children or not. Um, but it turned out that after I spoke with him afterwards, because <laughs> as I was leaving, it turned out that we had a lot of uh, very wonderful tzadashovas that we were able to talk about. But also the sandik as well, um, you know, was able to uh, humor me. And 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 able to give me a bracha for for certain things like the svardim always or mavakish from the. My point, I guess, I'm trying to make is is that that Eretz Yisrael is is a place where so often, and maybe again, you might say it's my adventures. So often we we have the Yad Ashkocha. It's maybe not a Hanach Tower book, but here I was with a with with a halal that. Of what I remembered a bris to be, and the Rebbeinu Shalom gave me that. He gave me that experience in the place where you would feel it in the most incredible way. Those people were there for their own reasons, but the Rebbeinu Shalom knew that 
that this was an experience that I wanted to be part of. And the Kaal of Rebbe, who was given the Kriyashe, a thing that I had done for my grandson less than 24 hours before, about 24 hours before that, I was able to, 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 to speak to the Kalver Rebbe and the person, as you know, the Kalvers are, are, are some of the most important Makarvim that we have from the Chassidish Shabbat. They're able to take people and somehow read their neshamas, be able to take them, take them places. Um, this was, it was, it was Man Neder Amokoy. It was Man Mishma Neder. Um, and I told these American guys, I said, this is a double header, baby. This is a double header. You, not only do you have this baby's going to cry, but this is in the Mokum that the that, Chazal that tell us is the best place for this Kabbalah Tfilis. So I said, dig deep, boys. Dig deep about what you might want. This is this this is a type of experience, a type of situation where your Tfilis could change your life right now. Um, yeah. And look, Chazar Sashats, Mogan Avrom, I'm saying, Chazar Sashats and the Morris Machpela. <laughs> Again, you know, I, I find Rabbi that often people like myself who are, you know, we talked about the not so innocent abroad, uh, you know, we who don't see it often uh, are sensitive. The people who, who go there all the time, they lose that, unfortunately. Um, you know, and to them, the Kaisel, the Marsa Machbela, these are places that perfunctory are places that you go. You know, I, I guess if, if I end up, um, you know, eventually going there, I hope that the type of regish and rananos that I felt um, should always, it should always be that way. And let me just make my first commercial here for on this show. Um, I do want to say that if those of you who have been listening to to our discussions about Eretz Yisrael and are thinking, yeah, that's the makom where we have to be, I want to tell everybody that that one of the best facilitators for that, especially for Americans, is Mortgage Israel. Uh, it's run by my wonderful student, Shlema Adam Siegel, who is probably the nicest, uh, most uh, efficient, and he's got a great staff to help everybody. And, and not just people with a, 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 a tremendous amount of money, he's able to find them the right places. You go to that website, uh, mortgageisrael.com, and it, it, it is your first step towards exploring and hopefully getting to Eretz Yisrael. So that's in terms of mortgage.com. Um, uh, I ended up, Rabbi Yosef, spending uh, a strange amount of time yesterday uh, at Ben-Gurion. I spent the whole day at Ben-Gurion, basically. Uh, I got there at 6.30 in the morning. I didn't leave till 8.30. Um, and, and I only found out why I was there, because when I came here to America a number of hours ago, about four in the morning, in between, it was, it was definitely about 3.20, I was sitting next to an old woman who was standing next to a woman on the carousel uh, trying to get my luggage. She had been sitting in what I guess is called the Polaris seats, one of the super duper seats in the front of the plane. Uh, and she had been sitting next to a, uh, a Marine. Uh, who had been stationed in the in the, in the east, and because of uh, his military significance, they gave him, of course, a wonderful seat. Now, I should tell you that the reason why I spent so much time there was because my flight that was supposed to leave at ten ended up leaving eight p.m. The wow. note that we got was that there was ma- maintenance issues, and because of that, the plane is so late. Now, how could it be that maintenance issues causes a plane to be? Uh, 10 hours late. What was the maintenance issue that was so good? Yeah. Well, 
this woman explained to me that the Marine had access to private information. This flight uh, had taken off from Newark. Two hours into the flight, strange events occurred that somebody uh, went into the lavatory and was involved in dangerous activity. And because of that, this was sensed by, I guess, the sensors that they have there. The flight turned around in midair and they had to go back. They were already in the Atlantic Ocean. The flight turned back. And because of that, this caused the ripple effect of my flight not being there on time. Um, And it caused me to spend the whole day, basically, in the basicness of the of the Lud of Ben Gurion Airport. Why the base Knesset? Because I couldn't check my baggage in. <laughs> Where was I going to go? I went there. They weren't allowing you to check the baggage because of the delay. Right, you right. You could not check any baggage <clears throat> because the plane isn't leaving till six or eight that night. I had to wait till at least five o'clock to check the baggage, <clears throat> and I had gotten there at six thirty in the morning. So basically, from the time I found the base Knesset, which is around seven till five. I, this was where I was hanging out, like an only like with all my baggage. And again, <clears throat> and I should tell you that although it wasn't the Marisa Machbelo, I was so impressed by things that I saw there. Um, first of all, we all know that people could get off the plane, they run in there in order to make a minion, and they always make Birchas Agoimo. That is understandable. That's utilitarian. But there's also the minion Kavua there the Shacharis, Minuch, and Marev, from the workers of Ben-Gurion. And those guys have tremendous COVID atfila. There's a certain man, I'm going to mention his name, Yucatil. Yucatil is a, is, is, he could be a movie star uh, in terms of his looks. Um, and in terms of, uh, he has a beautiful voice. He's the Kavuadika Baltfila. And, um, he is as natty put together as possible, and he's Ma'ira de Lavovois. And it's, of course, it's, of course, it's a Svardisha Chevra. I also had a very nice conversation with the Rav of the Shul, who is a Chabadsker, who's also a Moroccan Chabadsker. And uh, I told him I'm stuck here. So he allowed me to go into his, uh, into his uh, Svarim room and to take a number of Svarim that could probably keep me occupied for a number of hours, <clears throat> which I did. Um, and 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 he has displayed prominently pictures of the garrison um, of Salman Nechemia, who he was zoicha. <clears throat> I observed was the Hamoin Claudius that were coming in, and I saw the uh, the the Chabadskers who were coming from Europe, who ran in and of course opened the Aron and said Yechiyadu Neinu, and they held of course like Chaim Brisker in this case that they had missed. Uh, because they were on the plane so they felt that they have to come in to Kriya Satayra without Tfila without davening at all and of course this was the Machlekes from Chaim Brisker we all know that Chaim Brisker famously stopped in Varsha in order to find a shul because he held it was a Chaybas Yochid and Rebbe Prajana held differently that it was Chaybas Sibor and Machlekes to do it of course here <coughs> they took it out um, and then of course another afterwards um and then there was a one, an older Sephardi fellow who asked them if he, if, since they're already here, if he could do a Shmei and perhaps um, uh, be able to say, say Kedusha. Yes, say, say um, there was, again, the, the, the basic chakra stopped 
at around 10. But there were a number of Yidin who came in uh, afterwards. There's especially one fellow who I think was standing, Shmaina Esrei, Beli Guzma, 50 minutes. And he was standing there, Beli Guzma, with his towels completely over his head and <clears throat> unmoving for about 50 minutes. Uh, again, I didn't get a chance to talk with him, but uh, I, I, I felt that she waned. Um, a one of the most choshev mechabrim, I think. Uh, we I've talked about his sefer here. Uh, you know, Rabbi Israel Cement is, of course, from from Chicago, who wrote the sefer Mitzvah um, Samelach, which is a sort of encyclopedic, comprehensive uh, approach to the sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam. Um, and he was coming in also. So Baruch Hashem, I was able to uh, to not only see him there, but also to talk with him and learning after davening. Um, and I and and uh, uh, we exchanged different Torah on what does <clears throat> what does it mean? Uh, what is an ear? What does it mean to have an ear? Uh, the 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 Bovel. They said they wanted to make an ear. So <laughs> a city. So I, I showed him the Ksav Kabbal that that ear means like like the Loshna Malach Hamashkiach like the Pasuk of Daniel. Kenesher Yair Kinoi means that the Nesher is very aware of what's happening with the, with, with the Efroichim. Ear doesn't necessarily mean a city. What it means is a power that's 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 concerned for you, something that's got its ears, so to speak, <laughs> attuned to what you need. Um, and that's what they wanted. They wanted to be able to have something they, to have a, something that can somehow fight the Merechas Hashemayim for their benefit. That's, that was the ear that they wanted. So I said to Rabbi Azriel that the, the Medrash, which is sort of a Medrash Pliya, where it says, So it makes sense that the Yidin should be the ones right. that would be the most confused, but where does Chazal, is it only from the fact that who else would be Novaich? Or is there something about ear itself? So I said then, based on this Ksavah Kabbalah, I said, I think I understand it. Because the Yin always felt, unlike in Eretz Yisrael, that we're Nochrim. So we're always Mashkich, we're always sensitive to what's happening. We're sensitive, like, 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 like the ear of Bidaniel, that what's going on? What are the vibrations? The ear, Shusha, the ear was, in other words, that, that part of Shusha, of the people that felt the most uh, on the fence, the most, the ones that had to worry the most, the ones that had to be most sort of read the tea leaves. So what's going on? That's why the word ear fits in. It's not just because they were novel. A cope on him. This is what, so this is the conversation, one of the conversations uh, that, that, that we, Baruch Hashem, I was able to have as I was waiting interminably for it. I'll tell you one last one. Um, as I finally got to, um, to the um, as I finally got uh, through the ultimate security, I mean, it took so long to like got there. So there was a <laughs> there was uh, there was a Yerushalmi fellow who's making chasen, of course, for for who knows how many o'clock or, or children. Uh, Mamish, uh, 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 for his, his name is Margolis. He's Mamish from the uh, from Geula, right off Meisharim. Mamish from the Alta, from the Emestik, your Shami families. Um, and he happens to see that I have uh, a cell phone and he wants to be able to tell his Rebetzin that what's going on, what's going on. So I asked him to please just to sit down. And we sat there. I happened to have gotten a salad that I got from one of the, the places there. 
um, and we shared. I showed him that these were the Yerukas that 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 you don't do, that there were from and we sat there over this salad shmuzig uh in Yiddish Tahira, you know, uh, about the uh, about the out the Yerushalayim, about the about Geula, Yisharim, Mekaretz and we were thinking about oh, are we going to be able to make a minion beforehand? So here I was, you know, sitting, you know, with the people of my youth, you know, when I was, as you know, uh, when I, I was seventeen when I came to the mirror. So who better than, you know, a, a representative of Geula Meir Sharim that I would sit there biyachad schmoozing for about 30, 40 minutes as we were, as we're talking about G'dayla Yisrael, about Chashuvei Yerushalayim, about Aaron Yossel Brizel, who used to take me to his house to eat, uh, the Stone of Hevra. Um, again, a, a, a wonderful, wonderful, that's the, the Mokam where you see the, the, the Frischkeit of I'm coming back to Eretz Yisrael, uh, the Tsar of leaving Eretz Yisrael. Um, it's a place that I guess you know, again, I wouldn't, it's an Amokam Kodesh. All I can tell you is, Rabbi Yosef, is that, that every time I've stepped out of, of Ben-Gurion, uh, and you go onto the, you know, the, 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 the stones after the, right, my, and it's been six times, is to bend down, to stay, to kiss those rocks, to put my mouth there fully. And Mirza Hashem, look, I I don't think I don't see that stopping, and I, I'm happy at least that that my Ben Gurion day, um, yeah, <laughs> you could also Amokam maybe Taka is in many ways Amokam Kodesh maybe Taka in that way. So that's it, my friends. We hopefully will uh, catch you uh, with as Rabbi Yosef says with similar fervor and feeling as we go on. Ashrechem, Ashrechem, Klal Yisrael, the Baruch Hashem, that, uh, that, that, that we have our own land and we can talk about things like this, which a hundred years ago would have been in many people's minds. We'll see you with Shem next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.